Hey guys, I'm Jacqueline Smith, and this is I Was Told Jack, the podcast. Let's face it, womanhood, relationships, motherhood, health, it's all messy, confusing, and no one gave us the full disclaimer for any of it. I'm a mom of twin boys, and I don't know what I'm doing, but like you, I'm figuring it out every day, unpacking all of these impossible standards and misconceptions with you. So, thanks for being here. I was told five tips to feel like Wonder Woman every single day. Happy Thursday, tribe. I'm super excited about this special Thursday episode, and eventually I want to make two episodes a week the standard for the show, so we'll consider this our trial run, if you will. (laughs) So this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Our topics have been a little heavy lately, and that was needed, but heavy. So I wanted to give you some things that I use every day to keep my positive energy high, or as high as I can for whatever situation I'm in. Now you need to protect your mood. You need to understand that you are 100% responsible for how you are responding to the events within your day. This is a good thing. It means you are completely in control. There's a lot of seemingly crazy and not so crazy things that people do as part of their routines to set them up for success throughout the day. And I'm sure that you've heard of many of them. There's things like meditation, affirmations, cold showers, drinking full glasses of water first thing, exercises, and all of those are good things. But I want to give you tips that maybe you have never heard of. And these are some of the easiest things that I found to apply to one's life. Now you may disagree, but as always, I hope that you will hear me out because I've always got your back. So let's do this. Number one, get up earlier. Now I know, I know you're already thinking next sister, but this one can make such a difference for you. Imagine if you got up 30 minutes to an hour that was only about you. That's all I'm asking for, just to wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier than when your partner gets up or your child jumps on your face or the dog informs you he needs to go out. (laughs) Think of all the things you could do. You could do all sorts of things. You could drink your coffee in peace make a healthy, delicious lunch, read an actual book, go for a walk. Every single day we give and go and give and go. And if you don't fill yourself up, you're not of much value to anyone else. But more importantly, you become the miserable murderer. And trust me, that doesn't come with the appreciation and reverence that you'd expect. That's not the job for you, love. The hours are shit and the pay is even worse. (laughs) So yes, this will mean that you have to go to bed a little earlier. This will also mean that your Netflix marathon may have to be only eight episodes long instead of 10, but it'll be okay. I promise you'll thank me later. That time that is just for you sets you up to take on your day instead of reacting to your day. Tell me you don't feel like you're chasing your tail all day when you barely make it out the door on time, barely make it to work on time. You realize what what you're wearing isn't anything that you'd want your competency to be judged on, right? You improvise your lunch, you wing your meetings, etc. And it all just snowballs until you crash on the couch for Netflix and the entire bottle of wine at 9pm. That's not a fun way to live. Starting the day ahead of the chaos makes you feel 1000% more in control, I swear to you. Now don't use it as extra TV time, use it to take care of you. 
If you don't have a hobby, get one. If you don't have a gratitude practice, maybe start one. I myself do this every morning. I just make a running list of what I'm thankful for. My list usually starts with my sons, obviously, and ends up somewhere with like my cup of coffee (laughs) because that caffeine is vital to my existence at this point. So I start the day grounded. Even though I start work really early, I'm usually up at like 5 a.m. and I need to be at work by 5.45 with around a 10-minute, 15-minute on a bad day commute. So I make sure that everything I need is either packed or where I can find it the night before. So when I wake up, I do my gratitude practice while still in bed. I get up, make a pot of coffee, get dressed in the clothes I picked out the night before, write out my goals and intentions for the day in my planner, and then I'm off. I take on my day at least a little bit. (laughs) It does not take on me, at least a little bit. Now, if you do shift work or do multiple jobs, this can be a really tough thing to swing. If you can figure out how to make it happen, I still highly suggest waking up early. But while this tip will make a huge difference in your day, my next tip actually trumps this one as far as importance. Which brings us to number two, get enough sleep. I know I just told you to get up earlier. I also know that sleep is pretty much the first thing we're willing to sacrifice when the plates that we're juggling get to be too much. We live in a culture that glorifies the hashtag hustle. Work hard, play harder. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yada, yada. I get it. I get it. You're a beast. It's super badass to never sleep. Here's the thing, though. It messes up your hormones like crazy when you don't sleep. And as you'll learn from listening to me long enough, hormones run the show. As a reference, an old school form of torture is to not let your captive sleep for days on end because it creates a very specific kind of psychosis. It genuinely makes people loony. When you short yourself on sleep, your body tries too hard to adapt to this new reality. And then we convince ourselves that we've adapted to four hours of sleep and that's all you need now. But I would argue that if you started getting eight, even seven, seven to eight hours again, instead of that measly four, you would be able to see a drastic difference in your performance, mood, feelings of depression, and even your digestion, all because of sleep. Most highly successful people will tell you that even though they went through a period of late nights and early mornings in the beginning of their success, their sleep is non-negotiable now. That the burning the candle at both ends was only temporary, especially high-functioning people like academics, CEOs, and the like. They refuse to operate at 50% of what they could be. Your brain cannot function properly without enough sleep, regardless of how insistent you are about it. Here's the thing. When you insist that you only need four to five hours of sleep at night, You sound like me when I say that I sing better after three glasses of wine. It feels like I'm killing it up there with my unique rendition of Come to My Window, but in reality, I have video proof that I am not at my best in that condition. That one still hurts. (laughs) So, start your nighttime routine earlier. Make sure you put your phone in airplane mode or at least put it across the room from you while you sleep. That way the Wi-Fi can't mess with your sleep cycle. 
Get your room as dark as possible. Use a sound machine if you want to. The boys and I enjoy ocean sounds personally. Get yourself some plush jammies and just make it happen. You should put your blue light screens and devices away about an hour before you go to sleep. But if you really can't imagine that, at the very, very least, don't scroll in the dark with your phone four inches from your face for hours before you pass out. Okay? Don't sit in the dark washed in nothing but blue light coming at you from your giant TV while you lay in bed. What you can do is a before bed snack or I suggest a shower before turning in. People find things like reading books is really relaxing and puts them in the right space for sleep as well. But figure out a pretty simple routine that relaxes you. It can take all of 10 minutes or it can be gloriously ceremonious involving baths, nighttime beauty product application, and a really good read. Ultimately, you can't be in a good mood tired. Having a nighttime routine lets your brain know, all right, we're shutting things down now. I need to get ready to sleep. So even just having the routine in place will help you get to sleep faster and better. Now we can fake a good game exhausted, but we cannot be operating from a good, abundant place while our tank is empty. That math just doesn't add up, guys. On to tip number three. Do one act of kindness each day. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Now this doesn't have to be saving the homeless every day, although if you are doing that, you deserve a medal. I bow down to you. For the rest of us mere mortals, this can be something like letting a car go in front of you in a line in traffic, right? Holding the door for a family, giving a bigger tip than you normally do, maybe texting someone that you've been meaning to check in on. It could go on and on. Don't expect a thank you. That's kind of pivotal to this whole thing. Don't expect anything at all. Just take satisfaction in the fact that you are an active positive vibe creating member of humanity. You get what you give and if you give good, you get good and you feel good. I mean, part of me kind of feels silly explaining this one. We learned that it was good to be kind when we were like three, right? Thanks Sesame Street. It's just the little hit of dopamine and good karma that makes you feel good. So instead of telling you more about why it's good to do good, I'll list some more things that you can do to do tiny goods. Pay for the person behind you in line's coffee. Smile at a stranger in a non-creepy way, obviously. Pay someone a compliment. Their clothes, their hair, the fact that they show up for your 8 a.m. water aerobics class every day no matter what. Most of the time, we assume that if people are noticing us, they're noticing negative things about us. So, remind someone that people can be kind and notice good things too. I promise it'll pump you up and make your feel-good mojo soar off the charts. It's just one of my favorite little tricks to do. Number four is to laugh every single day. Figure out a way to make it happen. I really don't care if you have to watch friends reruns after you put the kids down or you call your breasts your best friend at nauseam i don't care if you live on cat memes and youtube videos friends you know what makes you laugh as well as you know what makes you upset laughing literally changes your brain chemistry 
we all deserve to laugh every day. Whether or not I make my kids laugh every 24 hours is one of my markers as to whether I have parented successfully that day or not. So a little note on this, while I don't care where your laughs come from, I will say that I think that the best, most medicinal laughs come from time with people you love and enjoy. Make time for your people. This is one of those times where I could absolutely listen to my own advice, but I digress. (laughs) We can so easily be too busy or it's too hard to get a sitter and go out or you should be working on something else or you shouldn't spend the money. And honestly, guys, I just don't care. Your emotional health is the long game. And you guys know at this point just how much I live for the long game. There will always be deadlines. There will always be family junk you're going through. And you will probably rarely, quote unquote, feel like it. Not because you don't love your people, but because we're all inundated all the time with people needing things from us. But I have never, and I'm betting you have never, gone to meet up with or answered a phone call from someone that I care about deeply and thought to myself afterwards, yeah, that wasn't worth my time laugh my loves and laugh with your favorite humans in my own personal experience there isn't much that a tickle fight with my boys doesn't fix i'll tell you what on to our last tip tip number five change what you consume i'm mostly talking about media although i do also mean your food i already touched on nutrition in episode seven um But for right now, let's talk about what you're watching and listening to. I spoke about this in our last episode as well, but turn off the news. Read articles with headlines you care about from sources you trust and remember to use your own best judgment even then. Everything on television is designed with an agenda. Every single thing on that massive screen shoving blue light at you is created by a whole horde of people to either make you want something, hate something, love something. You get the picture. Whether it's a commercial, movie, your favorite show, or an infomercial, there is no such thing as the clean delivery of unmotivated information when it comes to television or our media in general at the moment. Now, you can use this intended motivation to lift you up, or you can succumb to the pieces of it that are meant to tear you down. We live in a highly charged climate right now. Don't let that raise your blood pressure and don't let anyone tell you that if you're not up at night, terrified about tomorrow, convinced the end of the world is nigh, that you're being ignorant, privileged, or anything that ends in an ist because it simply is not true. You have to protect your energy first. You're just not a fucking sheep who allows anyone with a microphone to dump their BS into your brain, right? You'll see every relevant headline in real time anyway because you own a smartphone. You're not going to miss out on any water cooler talk by watching a documentary at night instead of the news for four hours. I promise you. So what do we consume instead, right? Well, I won't totally repeat myself because I know I keep dropping things that I want you guys to consume all the time. But as a general overview positive podcasts, positive books, or media that either educates you 
inspires you, or makes you laugh. Only those three categories, especially if you find that your energy has been drained lately, stick to those three categories. All of these suggestions are things that I would suggest you apply harder, take more seriously, are more disciplined with if you're finding yourself depleted and not in a spot where you're comfortable. The more positive your energy is and the better you're feeling, the more you can dabble with what amounts of media or food that isn't great for you or taking that extra five to 10 minutes of sleep in the morning, how those things feel to you. These are just my guidelines to get you started with things that I think will make big changes in your energy as quickly as possible, right? So while I know making a murderer is fascinating, and trust me, I engulfed season one like nobody's business, but watching murder, corrupt systems, systematic failure of the justice system is not exactly going to lift you up. Once in a while is cool, and like I said, I love that stuff too, but don't go down the rabbit hole, especially, like I said, if you're working on creating a more high vibration life, that kind of stuff just isn't going to cut it. I would seriously rather you watched Endless Holiday Baking Championship full of pretty foods I don't want you to eat for hours on end than a marathon of Law & Order SVU. Do you see what I'm saying? But obviously, as always... It's up to you what you do. No big deal. So that about wraps it up, sweets. That's our show. I hope that you find these tips helpful. Let me know your thoughts and suggestions by reaching out to me at I Was Told Jack on all social media forums. Please like, share, review, and rate this and any other episode that moved you. I can see a lot of you have been leaving me reviews and five stars on iTunes, and it almost moves me to tears. I can't believe our little bitty show is just chugging along and getting the momentum that it is, guys. It's incredible. And those reviews and ratings help get the show in front of new eyeballs and ultimately new ears. I look forward to talking with you again next Monday. And in the meantime, guys... Love yourself, love your tribe, and find your glow wherever you can. I love you for listening. Bye-bye.